Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland. It's a church that plants churches and of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. Hey, we're glad that you're taking time to listen to this week's message. We hope this teaching helps you love God and love people better every single day. And if you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now, enjoy today's teaching. Why is it, why is it that, that, that when, I, when I apply a spiritual principle, any given spiritual principle in my life, that there is this, this change, this shift, this empowerment? Well, it's because, and, and, and Christmas is the perfect time for us to have this conversation, it's because what has happened is God, the immortal, has intersected our lives, our mundane, our, our mortal, our temporary. The eternal has intersected the temporary. The supernatural has intersected the natural. That's what happens when we apply a spiritual principle. Because God in His wisdom, in His knowledge, in His power, in His place as creator and sustainer of all things, that God gives us a principle to follow. When we follow it, we engage the full power of of the supernatural in our lives. That's why it works. You say, well, well but, but where do you even get this idea? Well, let, let's just go back to a story everybody knows. Go to Luke chapter 2, the gospel of Luke, the second chapter, and let's just, let's just look at when, when God intersects, when God showed up, when the divine entered the mundane, when the supernatural entered the natural, when God was born. We have this great story here that shows us some things, and I want you to see some things we can learn from the shepherds when they encounter the angels who announce the arrival of the Messiah. I mean, I'm in Luke chapter 2, and let's start reading in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. You've heard this story so many times. I almost want to play a, um, I, was, I almost want the music uh, of a Christmas carol playing behind me as I read it slowly in a slightly deeper voice. And there were shepherds living out in the fields. You see what I'm saying? This is what you want to, you want to, you, you want to sense because you just feel these words. We've heard them so many times. Shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Watch. The supernatural intersects the natural. God, God arrives in the, in, in the midst of just a mundane moment. The, the shepherds, there. it's nighttime, they're watching their, their flocks, they're sitting, they're quiet, there's nothing going on. Look, it's, it's got to be, it's kind of like, I heard, a, I heard a pilot one time describe the job of a pilot, and he said it's, it's hours of abject boredom punctuated by moments of abject terror. Because, you know, in the moments that you take off, the moments you land, there are these moments just before leaving the ground or just before touching down that are just, just, just everything's got to be right in that moment. And, and then, but the rest of the time, it's just natural. It's just normal. Shepherds' life ha lives have to be like that. Most of the time, they're just sitting there watching sheep in a field, and unless, unless, uh, unless a predator comes or unless someone tries to steal something, unless something ha happens like that, it's just boring. And they're sitting there, and it's dark, and there's nothing going on. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared. 
and, and imagine it's dark now. Remember, it's dark. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of heaven, the, the light of heaven, the light of God shone around them. It says, and they were terrified. Well, um, can you imagine? Can you imagine being shocked all of a sudden by an angel and everything lights up and the whole sky is now bright and you're just, you're just stunned, you're terrified. Here's the first thing I need you to know about the supernatural in, 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 intersecting with your natural. When you encounter God, an encounter with God like this can be terrifying. I, I know, I know many people said, I want to see God. And I, I, I love it when I hear people say, well, when I get to heaven, I got some questions I'm going to ask God. I just think that's hilarious. You don't have questions you're going to ask God because when we get to heaven and you encounter God and we actually see him for the first time, the overwhelming nature of his supernatural power, his almightiness, the overwhelmingness of that will, I, I think most of us are going to flat on our faces. I don't think anybody's going to have any questions. It's just, it's just going to be, it's, it'll start out being terrifying. And listen to me, when you actually encounter God in your life, whether it's the giving thing we talked about earlier, whether it's, whether it's changing a habit in your life, whether it's letting go of something you got to let go of or taking hold of something you know God's talk, called you to take hold of, when you encounter God at that level, when, when, when the reality of the God who wants to change you is right in front of you, it can be terrifying. It just can because God is so much more, so much different, so much entirely other than we are, that when we encounter him, it can be terrifying. And by the way, those encounters will happen in your life. They may not happen like this. You may not be out in the dark and have the angels show up and light surround you, but you will encounter God in your life. And when you do, it can be pretty frightening. It can be terrifying. Keep reading, verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I love this. Angels always, their, their first words are almost always, do not be afraid. Why? Because everybody's terrified when they see them. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that, that, that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news that will cause great joy. When God intersects your reality, when the supernatural intersects your natural, there's great news in that. Watch. I bring you great news that will cause joy, great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Encountering God can be terrifying, but encountering God will ultimately turn that fear into a joy that is deeper than anything you've ever sensed. Because suddenly, suddenly what looked like a threat to you, what must have looked like a threat to these, to these shepherds, all of a sudden they began to realize this is no threat to me. This is God speaking. This is God bringing peace. This is God bringing hope. This is God bringing good news of great joy. And all of a sudden what once was fear, what started out as fear, becomes this joy, this overwhelming sense of being surrounded by the God that will protect us and care for us and take care of me. And all of a sudden I find this joy that's no longer threatened by anything around me because I'm surrounded by the one thing that cannot be threatened by anything at all and that's God. You see when you encounter God that fear that you had it shifts and it turns into joy and it's not just the fear you had by encountering God it's the fear of what you thought was going to destroy you. 
But now you realize God's with you and nothing can touch you. Because if God is for you, who can be against you? Let's be honest. Our God is the great creator, the great provider, the great protector of all time. And when God is with us, our fear can turn into joy. Chapter 2, verse 15. When the, when the angels had left them and gone back into heaven, it got dark again. Okay, The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Can I just stop? When you actually encounter God, there is no staying where you are. You got to get going. You got to do something with what you just heard. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord's told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Watch. Encountering God, it, it, it's, it can be terrifying to begin with. But it turns that fear into joy. And then encountering God actually ignites a mission in our lives that we never knew we had before. It ignites a purpose inside of, inside of us. It lights a fire to do something about what we've just seen, what we've just experienced. It lights a fire that says, this is what God did for me. Now let me show you what he can do for you. Let me introduce you to the God that changed my life. Let me, let me live for him more deeply. Let me give to him more greatly. Let me, let me more freely let myself be completely overtaken by this God that has now encountered my life. If he is willing to intersect my life, would he be willing to indwell my life, to empower my life? We begin to pursue those things. And all of a sudden we find a mission in our lives that's totally different. These men, that, that their whole job was to watch sheep now they are spending their lives spreading the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and everybody who heard it was amazed by what they had to say. These men who were one day shepherds, the next day they are proclaimers of the arrival of the Messiah that the Jewish people have waited for for centuries. And now, here he is. It's Jesus encountering God, ignites a mission. But Mary, in verse 19 it says, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Watch. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Watch. I want you to hear me. Everything God has shown you, everything God tells us in Scripture, everything God shows us in Scripture will be just as we have been told. It will all come to pass. It'll all be real. That means the peace that passes all understanding can be ours. That means, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil can be ours. That means the promise of, uh, of an eternity in heaven with God is ours. It means that the promise of forgiveness and our sins being thrown as far as the east is from the west, uh, it's ours. It means that our, our, our transgressions being thrown into a sea of forgetfulness. God chooses in his omnipotence, in his omniscience. He knows everything, but he chooses to forget that. Why? Because he loves us. And all of a sudden, encountering God, this encounter with God that started out terrifying, but that terror turned to joy and that joy turned into mission. Now, as we walk in the presence of God, 
encountering God gives us lasting peace, perspective, and praise. I'm going to put all three of those words in here in one sentence. And, and here's why I'm going to do that. Because they all are doing the same thing. It's, it's different sides of the same coin, of the same sphere, of the same thing. It's just different ways of seeing the one thing God has given us, which is His presence, His forgiveness, His hope, His future. He's given us all of that. And when He gives us all of that, a peace washes over us. Why? Because I don't have to figure it out anymore. I don't have to be in charge anymore. God's in charge, and I'm just following Him. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to figure it all out. God will give me a perspective on the world that will let me look at the world and say, even some things that I cannot explain. I can accept because I know who's in charge. I know him. And, and, and all of that gives me a spirit of praise just to praise him. Praise him for things I don't understand. Praise him for things I do understand. Praise him for things I've seen. Praise him for things I haven't seen yet. Praise him for what he provided and praise him for what he protected from because we now know that we have good news that brings great joy because God is with us. The great phrase to describe Jesus in these moments is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And I need you to understand that's the peace. That's the joy. Oh, 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 don't get me wrong. It'll terrify you to think God is with you if you're not living for him or you're not following him. That's terrifying. But when you realize he's for you and he wants to forgive you, set you free and make you better, it brings joy. That'll bring a mission to you because all of a sudden you'll want everyone else around you to know this is what changed my life. Now I want it to change yours. And in the end, what you will be living, wait, watch, watch, oh, you got to see this. What you will be living in and distributing is the peace, the perspective, and the praise that can only be found in the person of Jesus. I, can, can I just point out, in this story, Jesus is still a newborn. He's still just a baby. But listen to me. We don't follow a newborn. We don't follow a baby. We follow a risen Lord and Savior who is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven, making argument for us, who rules over all of the universe. And inside of that story of an all-powerful God, entirely other, but who chose to love us anyway, inside of that, we find peace. We, we are given perspective, and we're taught to praise. That's who our God is. That's who we serve. And that's who we celebrate at Christmas. You pray with me. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for everybody listening. Lord, it's true. This time of year, this, 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 these holidays, these holy days, Lord, they can be overwhelming. They can be stressful. They can be the most depressing and, and harsh time of year for some people. All that's true. But Lord, they are meant to be the greatest days. The days that we celebrate you. So what I ask for, Lord, is I ask for a peace that would wash over every household, Lord, that is hearing this. 
every household where somebody is sitting listening to this right now, I pray inside of that living room, inside of that house, I pray that you would cover the entire dwelling, Lord. Holy Spirit, that you would surround it and you would just allow your peace to permeate every wall, every space, every person. Bring peace. Lord, when we can't understand the world around us, let us lean on the God who knows all things and give us perspective, Lord. Let us see what you're doing. And, and even in moments that we can't understand, let us trust. Give us perspective, Lord. And God, we give you praise. There is no other story where God came and became, the, the creator became the creature and walked among us and loved us and taught us and then died for us. There's only one king that's ever given his son for us, and that's the king of heaven. Jesus, thank you for being that for us. Now, Lord, let us celebrate you in the days ahead in every way that you would have us to. Lord, I pray for great family gatherings, and I pray for great Christmas parties, and I pray that we would always do so bringing praise to the great name of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so you talked about the classic story about Jesus' birth, mm -hmm. and you have these guys who encounter an angel. Now, angels are very real things. Yes. Angels exist. We don't believe that they only existed then. Angels still exist. Have you ever encountered an angel? Honest ever question. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. I want, the, I want it on Have record I right ever now. Have encountered an angel? Uh, visibly? No. Um, but, but to sense that, um, how, do I, how do I say this? Visibly, no. I have, you caught me off guard with this question. That was uh, my intent. I have, I have had, I have had encounters with people mm -hmm. at odd, odd moments. Okay, last Sunday, yeah. I preached at a church that was not New Life. I was over on, in Delaware. Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the service, this man walks up to me, who I've never met. Mm -hmm. And he just looks at me and he says, I need to tell you some things. And he just dug right down into where things that were going on in my head, in my mind, in my spirit, mm -hmm. and just spoke into yeah. right where I was. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never met this man. I, I, my, I dare say I'd never meet him again. <laughs> you know, but do I think that was me? At the very least, that's me encountering the Holy Spirit working through somebody. When I was a kid, see, now, now, now the stories are flowing. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, I, w I went to uh, Lovejoy United Methodist Church, mm -hmm. who, which I talk about a lot, and there's a great story to it. I got to tell you the story. But I um, went to Lovejoy because my grandpa was preaching. And, um, and I was eight, nine years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. and, and they did this greeting thing where everybody walked out and greeted everybody. And they did it a long time because there's a little old church out in the middle of nowhere. And I, I'm eight, nine years old. I walked out. I'm just shaking people's hands because this is what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm the pastor's grandson, so I, I got to act like something. Mm. And, you know, I got to be somebody. Yeah. And this lady walks up to me. She hugs me, lays her hands on me, and starts praying or speaking. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I don't know which she was doing, and I don't remember a word she says. I just remember she touched me, and I melted into tears. Mm. And, and I went back to my seat, and my sister looked at me and said, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and what I realized now, what I began to realize as a young adult, 
was that was my first real encounter mm. with the Holy Spirit that way. Mm-hmm. Who was she? Yeah. To this day, I don't know the answer to that question. Mm. Touched by an angel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, without the aura and the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. same idea, though. It's crazy. I mean, the Bible tells us that we entertain angels unawares. Right. And Jesus said that, you know, whenever we care for the least of these, we're caring for him. Mm -hmm. And there's there's some weird stuff there. I wonder I wonder how many times we've encountered some divine being that we didn't know that Mm -hmm. we were encountering. Yeah, completely off the topic from the sermon. I know, but no, I just had right. to know. We People need a little bit of angelology, well, no, right? We need to happens. know what really is going on no, here. No, these because... moments still happen. They don't happen physically like this most often where yeah. there's like all of a sudden the night time, the night sky is filled with light and there's mm-hmm. a there's an angel, a being in front of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen like this right. but much anymore. Uh, but it, but it, these things still happen. Yes, angels are real. Mm-hmm. The spiritual world is a very real thing. Yeah. And it invades the natural world from time to time. And this is mm-hmm. a beautiful side of how it does that. Yeah, absolutely. And they can so. show themselves however they want. Absolutely. It seems like they can take on human form mm-hmm. and they can be spiritual at the same time. They can show themselves as okay, I'll give powerful you and scary. Can I, now I want to give you another one. Now okay. we're just going to talk forever. All right, okay? all right, all right, all right. So I'm walking down. I, I, I have this habit and I've had it for, I don't know, 10, 15 years now because I've got mm-hmm. friends that own ponds that are off the beaten path right mm-hmm. so this one this one friend owns this pond that's down in the woods and I, what i do is that when i need to just decompress usually i go fish a pond to settle my mind and so mm-hmm. i was doing that and i got out of the car and i started walking down the hill to get to the pond and i hear just this horror hor- not horrible loud rustling of wind it was wind mm. And I looked down, and there was literally a bald eagle that had roosted on the um, on the a stump that was in the pond. And what I was hearing was him flapping his wings. He flew up, landed in a tree, and just sat there and stared at me. And I remember feeling in that moment like God saying, "I got this." Mm. <coughs> so, is that an angel? Well, it was spiritual. Yeah. It, for it was a message from God. Mm-hmm. So. Really cool. Really cool. Right. So in the story, the angel takes the form of what I imagine is an angel. It just says that he appears. <clears throat> I'm gesturing to your notes because right. I right can right see here. the verse right here. Um, and it says that the glory of the Lord shone around them. So mm-hmm. it's this big, beautiful display. It doesn't. Right. It's probably not just a normal human form. And the Bible has some pretty crazy descriptions of angels oh, that we see. Yeah. But then we have, if you go way back, Genesis, we go to the story of um, Abram. Mm-hmm. Abram's hanging out. He's looking over Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. And these three men appear. And we're told. They are the angel of the Lord. The angel of the yeah. Lord, right? Mm-hmm. But they're men. Um, same thing happens with Lot. They, he gets these, this visitation right. also. And they're men. And they're obviously but, in human form. Yes. But there's something about them <clears throat> that seems to indicate that they're more than that. Because they're, I don't know. Abram seems to know that they're. Yeah. More There's than a just power about guys. them and aura, if yeah. you will, about them. Aura. You sound like yeah. New Agey when you say aura. I, it, it's a Are, thing. You know, maybe they, they stole it from us. They we stole it from, from us. Them. <laughs> so. That could be a whole discussion we should have sometime. <clears throat> but how do we, okay, if we see an angel of the Lord, how do we prepare ourselves for something like that so that we're not terrified? I don't want an angel to have to say another time, don't be afraid. Okay, I don't think that that's possible to be okay. to be frank about it. I don't I don't know that that I, I think I think when if we saw an actual angel like this, 
If 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 God decided to just descend and and have an angel descend into our presence, Gabriel, Michael descend into our presence, mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's a way you wouldn't be terrified. Mm. I mean, l- let's be very honest about that. There are humans that I that I uh, revere and respect so much that if they walked into my presence, I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. And those are not angels. So if an angel actually showed up in my presence, how terrified would I be at that point? Yeah. So now I don't, <clears throat> I don't know that that terror has to last very long. Mm-hmm. I think you can you can say to yourself, "This is of God," and mm-hmm. yes, it's terrifying. But you know what? I'm okay. Yeah. I think you. I think I think that's the route you have to take. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure there is a way to keep the angel from saying. Do not be afraid. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just funny. It's like maybe it was their first time revealing themselves to humans, and they just didn't know what phrases to use. And now yeah. they figured it out a little bit better. Well, you know, yeah. they just hang out, and they're just like, I'll just appear as a human. I'm just from now on. I'm not going to yeah. show up in the glory. I don't want to freak anybody out. <laughs> After what happened to John out in Patmos, he wrote a whole book about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't need that. We don't need that kind of exposure. It's going to keep things under wraps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think when you actually realize you're speaking to an angel, angel there will be some fear there. Mm-hmm. I, I actually do believe when we wake up on the other side, our first reaction won't be terror because that's not something that exists mm. in heaven in my mind. Uh, but it will be an awesomeness and a stunning reality mm-hmm. to unpack. Mm-hmm. You might not be afraid, mm-hmm. but it's also not going to be anywhere near normal or yeah. comfortable for just a, for at least a split second. Because just imagine—I mean, just try to imagine. I love thinking about that. <clears throat> yeah, I love yeah. it. I think that awe and terror are two sides of the same coin. Very good. Right? Very They're good. very close. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really amazing feeling to have terror. I mean, people go and horrify themselves in movies all the time. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't but people do uh-huh. because they love feeling that. There's something visceral right. about awe. And awe is harder to come by, I think. But terror, we can do. Yeah. We like to feel that feeling as long as it's not actually real. Awe is, is, is difficult in mm-hmm. today's culture. It is. There's so many... Um, there's so many awesome things around us that we it rarely rarely ever happens yeah um and and when it does happen it's usually an uh, an unexpected experience Mm. so yeah well here's to that uh same side different coin you mentioned that peace perspective praise Mm -hmm. i think are the three right right um are the same side of this of a coin given by god how can we practically maintain these aspects in our daily lives especially when things get rough well, I think you have to. I, I, I think that okay. Let's let's take them in order. I think that living in peace has to be a functional choice. I have to choose to say I'm going to be at peace today. Well, wh- how you say? Well, how in the world can I do that? Well, my perspective will allow that mm-hmm. because I know that no matter what I face today, mm-hmm. it's still under God's control. Yeah, Randy Alcorn famously made it, wrote a book about the eternal perspective, yes. right? And that was yes. like his whole thing. And, and that's what you're talking about. Yes. I can have peace because I know how it's going to end. The Apostle Paul basically said, until God's done with me, I mean, I'm, I'm super paraphrasing because I was not prepared for this. Oh, this but, is about exactly, um, but, I think, yeah, Eugene Peterson's version. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if God I, ain't done with me. If God's not done with me, there's nothing you can do with me. So, 
have at it. You know, I mean, uh, when God's done with me, I'm out. Right, right. Until God's done with me, you can't do anything to me. Yeah. You know, so you beat me, but the more mm. you beat me, the more the church grows. So bring mm. in, mm. you know, <laughs> I mean, what do you do with this guy? Put me in jail. Put me in jail. I've been needing to write some letters. Dude, can we start now? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't do anything with him because mm -hmm. his perspective is such. Yeah. When you have that kind of perspective that gives you that kind of peace, praise mm -hmm. becomes easy because God's at the center of all that. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I think I think I think we forget how to praise God in our current culture. This is a whole sermon, might be a whole series we ought to do sometime. I think we forget how to praise God in our culture because we don't have God at the center. There's so much else that has to live there in order for us to maintain the pace that we've got in front of us. Mm. That that God's not at the center. Then we lose perspective. Now our peace is gone. Balance that with don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earth and good. Oh goodness, yes. You still got to live in this world, but you can't. You can't make this world the center of everything. You know. <clears throat> Don't we get? Anxious? I have to manage my bank account, mm -hmm. but I can't make my money the center of my world. Does that make sense? It does. I have to manage my diet, but food can't be the center of my world. Mm -hmm. I have to manage my workout, but I can't be like you and have workouts being the center. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Hey, I worship. I worship how I work out. Not the center of your world, but you work out, dude. You, work you out hear a me lot. say all the time, "Dear God, so. help me." Right in the middle of the workouts, <laughs> I'm making him center of the whole thing. Yeah, and what you're hearing me say is, "Dear God, take me now." Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, I mean, you see what I'm saying? You, 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 mm -hmm. I think God's got to be at the center of all that. Doesn't mean the rest of it doesn't happen. Yeah, we're not called to. I don't believe that monasticism is an actual New Testament biblical reality. I don't think so either. So, it doesn't look like that's it That's, again, another conversation. Yeah, which would be a good one for another yeah. day, but we're done for today. This was okay. fun. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every single day. If you enjoyed this, please take a second, share it with your friends. And last, we wanted to give a special thanks to all of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you all that this is possible. And if you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, go ahead and click give for more information. We appreciate anything that you can do to help. So thanks again for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.